You're listening to part three of Natasha's chat with Pat Torres. In America, um, they're buying Boeb from Africa yeah. and they make millions of dollars. Really? They haven't yet caught up with the fact that we've got our own Boeb trees in Australia. Yes. But when they do, yes. that's going to be another important tree. Yeah. And so all the people who live in Yigana, Warawa, Bunaba, um, Walmajari, you know, country yeah. where the Boeb tree grows, yeah. they, they need to... Um, make sure that they're that involved agreement. in the industry. Yeah. There's a beautiful story about how the bulb tree was created. Well, you can tell like us. They can use, you know. Yeah. They can use for their own branding. Do you know that story of the bulb? Yeah, but should I tell it? Sure, <laughs> I'd love you to tell it. I reckon our listeners would love it too. <laughs> yeah, so there's two stories. Yeah. Um, one, one was that this bulb woman yeah. was very vain. Yes. And she thought herself too hot. She thought she was dead <laughs> And she'd get around the country and she'd be boasting and skating and, you know, showing herself off. Yes. And because she was always talking about how she was the best thing there and um, making herself, you know, like a big ego. Yes. Um, they punished her. Yes. By getting her and upending her and putting her head into the soil. Yes. So that's a, sh- that's a short, quick story of it, okay? Yep. And it's, it's basically the story is all about how... Um, when you're doing, when as a person, yep. you should not be vain. Yes. You should not be over egotistical. Yes. You should not be skiting and and carrying on to the detriment of other people. You know. Yes. yes. Of course, you can joke and carry on and do stuff like that. Yep. But it's when someone's too proud and too above themselves. Yes. Um, that it creates issues in the community. I guess. Yes. So maybe it ties in a little bit with the tall poppy syndrome, but. Yes. Um, she was more than just being um, a good achiever. You know, yes. she was too vain. Too vain. Too yep. proud. So yep. it was like excessive. Yep. Yeah. So that's a teaching story in itself. Yep. So that's one of the stories. But I'm giving you just a short version of it. Yes. I really think that, you know, the Nugana mob should tell their story in the Warawa and the Bunaba. Yes. They've got their own stories about that tree. Yes. I know that it's one of those trees there. You can get water from it. You can get string from it. You get food from it. You get nectar from it. You get iron from the leaves, you know. So it's a amazing. very important um, a very yeah. important tree. Yeah. And we we need to support those people whose tree it belongs to. Yeah. To grow the industry where they become the leaders totally. of that. You know. It's an iconic tree. It's an iconic tree. Yeah, and, and this year. shifting that poor old bulb tree down to Perth and I Kings saw Park. That. They're pushing that poor old tree into other areas because it's such a beautiful tree. It is a beautiful tree. But for me, that goes against my thinking. Yes. I like to protect. You know what makes the East Kimberley special is that this beautiful bulb tree is everywhere, and you get yes. sizes, all sorts of sizes and <coughs> shapes. You know. Yeah. And have you seen how many nuts are on the trees this year? This year is amazing. I have I've never already, seen yeah. anything like it. I've got some boabs that are about um, 15, 20 inches long yeah. that were got for me last year. And oh. um, I've got Nugana people now picking yeah. boab for me and selling it to me. This is what I want to do. I want to buy off Indigenous people who are doing that as their business yes. with their own fruit from their own lands. So and that way I'm helping them grow It's so authentic. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So you've got, you know, you've got young Robert Dan with his boab products you know yeah and um so it's good seeing other people grow grow the industry with their efforts 
we started a long time ago creating yeah. a, a gubbing cordial. Yeah, and wow. I, and um, I did a wine using um, the goralga, you okay. know, the guau. Yep. But um, in those days, <coughs> it's like I was two, 20 years too early. Yes. Because they were trying to cut down all the liquor licences when I was trying to get one. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it'll happen in the future. And I think Indigenous people should be the ones creating that business yeah. before other people do it, before we can do it. Yeah. And like you said, coming back to that capital. Yeah. And having access to that money yeah. well, to so make nowadays, those ideas there happen. Are, you know, there's um, Indigenous companies being formed. Um, so you've got the First Nations capital where you can go and get investment. Yes, I'm I connected to one group where we're looking at um, going overseas trade and raising investment monies. Um, I've just won the APEC um, taking Indigenous business to um, through trade. Yep. Um, so I'll be working for the next four months. That's my next level of development. Yes. And I'll be learning about export. Amazing. And doing trade overseas. Because so I great, take, Pat. Yeah, I want to take our native foods across there and I want other people to be part of that journey, you know, yeah. and contribute their products into it. It's just so fantastic. And I think we're living now in, in a sort of global, you know, mm. uh, time when, when, when the whole world is accessible to us, really. Well, the COVID, you know, the COVID that's created that um, virus that came all over the world nowadays, you're talking about global, yeah. um, it's it's the integrity of our native food products that can actually deal with viruses and bacterial infections yeah. and immune system problems and heart and diabetes. Yeah. So it makes sense that we become involved in producing the products that will help to make people better. Definitely. That gubbin is high in what, vitamin C? Vitamin C. So it's it's equivalent to, of course, it varies between regions, yeah. um, but it's equivalent, one little gubbin which is the size of an olive is equivalent to 80 oranges. Get out. In terms of its vitamin C. When you put it on a, um, a graph, it goes off the graph compared wow. to every other fruit on the wow. on that graph. So That is so amazing. Everybody has realised that and that's what the problem is um everyone wants it they don't want to pay the money for it they want it they want to push and how the price would people down. use it would they just basically stir it into a drink would they put it on cereal yeah so we, our cooperative is creating um a powder yep kakadu plum powder and so that's just like having um you just put one teaspoon into your juice or your water and you drink one every day wow and your health will improve drastically wow um High levels of vitamin C like that can actually prevent people from getting diabetes. Amazing. Um, and will stop certain forms of diabetes if you have bush fruits regularly. Yeah. So nowadays they're creating fruit powders, you know, out of kakadu plum and boab and wattle seed. And yeah. um, as long as you're having a diversity of um, native foods regularly, like we used to in our traditional diet. Yes. The health will improve, you know. We're suffering so much. Oh, our health is, is you know, deterioration mm. is, is quite scary. And so I think diabetes is even really right up there right now. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, there was a, a Dr Holman that lived in Derby. Yeah. And he took about 30 Aboriginal people out bush. Yeah. And they just ate native foods. They just ate bush foods out of the... Um, 
forests yep. and they've got fish and turtle and dugong and they lived on that for one month. Yes. And all of those people who had diabetes had no diabetes yeah. after that one month. As soon as they came back into the community wow. in, in town um, yep. and they started eating the food that they yep. would normally buy from shops, yep. they got their diabetes back again. Oh. So, you know, there's a lot of um, so health benefits in eating our foods. Yep. But um, we've got to have the right things in place in order to provide that food. So in the Kimberleys, yep. we don't have a HACEP kitchen, yep. which yep. is our highest grade food quality. It doesn't exist in the Kimberley? It doesn't exist in the Kimberley. We need one. Okay. We've got a few commercial kitchens yep. around, yep. but none of them are HACEPT approved, yep. as far as I know. Yep. Um, one community um, in Beagle Bay there, um, Jacinta and Lenny, they've yep. got their own HACEPT approved facility. Yep. Um, and that's the first in the Kimberley. But what I'm talking about is there's no one that every public can access commercial it. commercial one yeah and what would be what what would that be used for it's basically clean um, providing a clean um, space in which to process the fruit yeah and pack it in a facility yeah which can then send that fruit overseas right see at the moment we can't do that because we can't we don't have the um, facility wow but um, it can also be something that our NACPA group are looking at yep. so that we can also process other foods in the future, yep. other fruit foods. Yeah. Something we badly need here. Amazing. So you've got your work cut out for you, hey, Pat? Yeah, well, you know, I'm getting old too, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll only take on certain responsibilities. But it's, it's definitely something for the younger age group to get involved in. Yes. Know? So there's... the there will be a big development. And if Aboriginal people in their communities don't do it, you're going to have pastoralists doing it. Yes. Because they've got already got land. They've already got the networks in the agricultural industry. And they've got the capital too. And they've got the access to the capital. So um, for us to be competitive, yes, we need um, to create our own opportunities and become involved in some of these programs that I'm putting so, myself into trying to get access. It's so important, Pat, and I think, mm. you know, just, just this conversation this afternoon has just been about, for me, like learning so much about the work that you're doing, but also how can I be a part of that? And people listening to this podcast as well out there will be like, oh, that is amazing. How can we get involved? And I think you it's about, I think, building a bit of a momentum out there because there are many good-willed people. Mm who want to invest in exactly what you're talking about because they see the importance of it, because they see the truth of it, yeah. the relevance of it, and it's only right that traditional owners get to be the leaders yeah. of their own food. Yeah. How, but how can't. Else, how but else are we ever going to lift ourselves how, out of poverty? How can we live our, lift ourselves out of poverty? Only so, you know, only so many can go work for the mines and get a exactly. flying fly job. And so... You know, that's one good way of some people to get them funding something, buy a car, buy a boat, buy a house. Yeah, which is how you said that you basically got started. You'd been building up a job mm. and saving a little bit, which is how you were building into your business, right? Yeah. So you were doing it in stages. Yeah. And doing it in a clever way, which, you know, is really necessary, I guess, for a lot of different people who want to go into business. But ultimately, that area of business allows you a lot of freedom and a lot of leadership to go and do the things that you want to do by generating your own money mm. to an extent where you can invest in bigger things. Yeah. Because money makes money. Yeah. Having money makes more money. 
and sharing that wealth around, you know, like I went through the Mara Indigenous Business Masterclass program. Yeah, how long was that? Um, so that a was one year that was experience? a six month program. Yep. And you, we flew in there and did, you know, a week long for yep. that six month. And that was funded by IBA and um, the Melbourne um, Business School. School of Business. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful doing that because yeah. it took me from. Um, running around mad trying to find out how the hell am I going to make this business go forward. Yes. It actually helped me to get, gather my thoughts. And building blocks. And build it, yeah. And yeah. to realise that you've got to have um, time for family. Yes. You've got to have time for your work. Yes. And you've got to have time for your play. So you've got to have time out. You know, otherwise you can get burnt out. So yes. you've got to realise to get balance in your family, yeah. um, in your life. You've got to have give time to your family, which yes. is most important because they're the ones who nurture you through your development. Yes. And they're there when you fall or they're there when you've got your celebrations to happen. Yes. Um, and then you've got to look at your own self. You've got to provide time for yourself and you've got to nurture yourself so that you don't get burnt out. Yes. There's a lot of um, people criticise you, um, so you need to be able to yeah. reflect on that and then come through it, you know, thrive yeah. through it rather but than get beaten down. But some of that criticism down. is not real. Some of that criticism is jealousy. Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, what's, your, what's been your experience with that? Well, definitely um, there's been what do you call tall poppy syndrome or yeah. lateral violence. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's real, isn't it? So lateral violence is, you know, where people... Are envious or they're um, jealous, yeah, um, or who don't like you anyway. I mean, in any kind of life, no one's going to like. Not everyone's going to like you. There's always going to be someone who doesn't like you. Yeah, you know. Yep. And sometimes that results in what they call the lateral violence. Where and we've yeah. spoken about that in our camp. You know. Yeah, we did. Where people trying to make a go of it and yeah. other people in the community pulling them down or spreading yeah. rumours or saying bad stuff about them. Yeah. So we've got to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, for us to go forward, we've got to stop picking on other people and pulling them down. We should be looking for their strengths yes. and not their weaknesses yes. and build that, you know, build a yeah. stronger community because um, sometimes we are our worst enemies, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and because they are our own people, sometimes you feel it more stronger. Yeah. If it was a stranger. Because you want the endorsement sometimes, yeah, you know? you want the acknowledgement, you want the endorsement, yeah. you want to feel that you're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, but that's un inevitable in any community, you're going to get that. Yeah. And yeah. so what you've got to do is you've got to make yourself strong. Yes. And realise that sometimes when they're doing that, it's showing you that they've got an issue that they need to deal with. Yeah. Rather than it being you. Yeah. You're just, the, yeah. you're just the face of it. Sometimes we have to turn around and really encourage those people because, if anything, they, they are lacking self-esteem themselves, you that know? can definitely be the answer. Um, and the other thing is, you know, when sometimes no matter what you do, you cannot go forward. And so the frustration comes out into yes. other people instead of yes. Um, yes. reflecting on it and thinking, yes. well, where, okay, if that's not going to work, what else can I do? Yes. You know? I was lucky, I guess, because whenever I faced a problem, it wouldn't stop me. I would go around it, yes. I'd go under it, I'd go over it. You And away. I never stopped, you know, I never stopped. Yeah. I, sometimes it took me longer. But where did that come from? That, that tenacity, That's, that, that strength, resilience. I think, comes from your family, you know, yeah. and the people who believe in you. Yeah. Um, the other issue, of course, some people are just born yeah. strong-willed. Strong-willed, but and and with a, a can-do spirit? Yeah, 
great commitment, you know, yeah. doing something and yeah. um, f- having that passion because that's oh. what um, with the bush tucker industry, you've got to have a passion for it. Yeah. And sometimes I think I drive people crazy because I'm always talking about bush tucker. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, talk about something else for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you need that passion to go forward. Well, it's you know? fuel, yeah. I think. Yeah, it the gives passion. you that fire in your belly. It does, so that you can go forward. You know, it does. It does, and, and that's um, that's not from us. Um, you know, to me, that's like a higher power. You yeah. know, and that's what you need in business. You need that dedication. Yeah, and that commitment. Yeah, you need to be able to get up six or seven o'clock in the morning. Yes. and work until seven o'clock at night. Yeah. And that's hard if you've got children or a young family, of yes. course. Yes, yeah. So you've got to stage yourself through that. But me, I'm an old woman now, so I don't have to be in charge of children and yeah. grandchildren. You know, yeah. um, the parents do that. So I can now put more energy into... You're like a free agent now. I'm a free agent, yeah. I've been yeah. a free agent for a few years now. How many um, kids did you have, Pat? Five children. Yeah. And seven chil- seven grandchildren at yes. the moment. Yes. Um, one another one on the way. Beautiful. Yeah. So I've had my five boys and now I'm getting my third girl. <laughs> so That's creating my own little nation. <laughs> <laughs> Always wanted a big family. Um, How beautiful is that, though? Yeah. Where are all of your children? Are they, they all living in this area? Uh, no, no. Um, some in Perth and some up here. Yeah. Yeah. And, nice. we, you know, we all try our best to do what we can do. Yes. And um, some of us fall down and some of us get up. And yes. <laughs> Oh, you know, look, you could, that's what life is all about, right? Yeah. I think if you have a strong family, you can endure a lot of stuff. You, you can, know, strong, you can. Strong, close family. And yeah. Um, yeah. That, they give you the strength and the backbone to keep on going. Well, sometimes we're enduring and sometimes we're enjoying. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, every family has their little arguments and stuff like that, but you can get through it, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's about supporting one another and oh, that's the strength. Supporting one another, yeah. And that's celebrating your good moments, you know, and that, being there for people when they're not having good moments. Definitely. So what do you do for relaxation now, Pat? Good question. For me, <laughs> you know, before COVID started here, yeah. I mean, I was always out on the lands anyway. Yes. Because I collect seasonally. And it means that, you know, I'm out there taking photos and I'm enjoying the fruits that's there. I'm eating while I'm collecting and harvesting and noticing where they're coming up and where they're going to come up next month. So for me, that's my best way of relaxing and fishing. I love going fishing and getting onto the reef, you know. Because you like fish and rice now, don't you? Uh, I've always liked fish and rice. It's just I didn't want to eat it for a whole week straight. (laughs) So, yeah. And that's the best way, like for me... Yeah, I love love swimming. Yeah, when I can't get access to the beach or take it's the it's kids. about being on country for you, eh? Yeah, being on country. That's where you rejuvenate. Yeah, and I think you know, like I get a little bit of allergic um, reaction to the chemicals in in a house or yes, in a yes. place like plastics and all the sprays yeah. and stuff around. So I like to be out in the bush. Yes. You, you minimize all that. You do. Yeah, and you've got the you know you've got the fe- good feeling on country and being on country. You're you're enjoying what oh. is there. And and right now, how beautiful is this weather? It's beautiful. Um, our dry season. I think season. as I've gotten older, this kind of weather suits me better. Oh, it's so nice. It means you can pretty well do anything without thinking about the weather. Yeah. You just, all, it's just, you're moving around 
so comfortably? Yeah. Well, when we were kids, like, we used to spend the whole day out in the sun swimming and collecting crabs and, you know, doing fishing and stuff and come home late in the afternoon before dark. Yes. But I can't do that full day like that anymore. Yeah. Um, because of the heat. You know, yes. I think the heat has grown a bit fiercer. Harder. It's yeah. Well, yeah. I think as you age, maybe you feel it a bit more. Feel it a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what other people are telling me. They're mm. like, "Oh, we have to leave the Kimberleys now because we're seventeen. We can't put up with the heat anymore." Yeah. Well, see, we, we, when we're collecting the gubbins, of course, we're collecting at the worst time of the year. Yeah. Humid, hot temperatures. <laughs> That's when it's but ready. We're used to it, I guess. You know, we're used to some of it. Yeah. But yeah. as you get older, it's a bit harder to cope with those difference in temperatures. Yeah. So having that nice cold um, drink of cordial or water yeah. um, out in the hot sun it needed. Sometimes people go for coke and other things, of course, but yeah. yeah. No, it's wonderful. I'm going to have to definitely get myself a, a stock of that gubbin. I think I'm going to have to get a <laughs> bit of a supply to last me yes, a little while. Yes, you know, we've got quite a few of our businesses want to sell our products, definitely yeah. want to um, be able to sell more to the community. People are realising now that I'm the person to come to if they want to buy the powder, if they get a flu or a cold sick or oh, yeah. um, they can't shift some kind of infection, they come to me and they pick up the gubbing powder. Yep. Um, I also do bush medicines, so if they've got sores that won't heal, you know, they come and buy my bush medicine products as well. Beautiful. But there's a few, you know, few of us in town now doing the gubbing powder. Yeah. And um, so there's myself, there's Mama Belangian, there's Mercedes Cove the um, Lombardina mob and you've got Lenny and um, Jacinta, you know. Yeah. There's a few other businesses coming up now as well. In- well, I think that's just our- showing the growing interest, I guess, and there has to be a few supplies to keep up with the demand now, mm. which is which is great news, right? Yeah, it's great news, you know. I don't... For me, I don't see competition in the way that um, Western business see competition. Yeah. Because I think there's room to grow for Indigenous people. Yeah, and, um, and, and I view it exactly the same. Mm. You know, it's if the more people doing it, the better off. That's mm. actually, you know, a success. Yeah. That's that's not a, something that, to be worried about. No, that's right, exactly. I don't feel... That's a great outcome. I don't feel like I'm in competition to anybody. I'm doing what I like to do best yeah. and other people can do the same, you know. Yeah. They can do what they want to do best that's as well within their family protocols and best yeah. ways of living, you know. Fantastic attitude, mm. I think. Yeah, well, we've got to have a positive attitude, I think, to get anywhere. Yeah. You've got to have that positivity all the time. Absolutely, and you have that. Yeah. But I thank you very much for your time today, Pat. It's been so wonderful to chat with you. Yes. And get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> and you've just absolutely done a wonderful job over these last few decades. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, thank I've you so much. As a Kimberley Aboriginal person, <laughs> thank you so much for all your wonderful work in that area. Yeah, well, th- thanks. Been incredible. Too. I mean, as I said, you know, I didn't do it for any economic outcome, but yeah. maybe I should start thinking about that to pay my bills. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was always about community development for me. You know, it's about raising our life, um, creating a better future. And sharing and the knowledge. And sharing that knowledge so that it continues, culture continues, identity is strong, yeah. and families um, build a strong base, you know for each other to grow and support each other. So wonderful. That's been really where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's always been like that for me. Yeah. Well, I ke- haven't changed in any way towards that. Yeah, it's so wonderful. So, so keep up the good work, Pat. Yeah, thank you. And you too. Yeah. You know? Yes. By helping um, bring our voices to the forefront, we're giving um, 
a role model for other women to follow. Yeah, to absolutely. Feel comfortable, you know? It's been a pleasure really to do all these podcasts with all these mm. different women mm. to amplify their voices and share their stories mm. because people like you are role models and you're inspirations in our community. So, so wonderful and thank you so much and I wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you. Thanks today. Bye. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Stay connected with us by following Kimberly Jiggers on all social media platforms. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share the podcast with your family and friends.